Hello, I'm Joshua Graceberg. And I'm Jacob Friedman. And this is Gen Zero's Talk Politics. This is where two members of the next generation of American adults talk about what's going on in the world. Since the whole world is on fire, we might as well take a crack at delivering some insightful, definitely non-Twitter commentary and a side helping of comedy. So, the week of Christmas, the White House Christmas tree, the president goes to Mar-a-Lago, the stimulus bill finally gets passed, but he's still not going to sign it. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. And a flurry of pardons and some more Biden picks. Joshua, what, what's in the stimulus bill? Well, Jacob, after months of political deadlock, I must say I'm glad that Mitch finally got his act together and helped pass the deal. Currently, it's going at $600 per person. Trump's behavior, however, in response, obviously, does not disappoint. In a bizarre turn of events, he's calling for $2,000 per person, which is actually in agreement with what the Democrats want. They're the ones advocating for $2,000 per person. And it goes to show a variety of things. Number one, Trump is not exactly a Republican, right? He, he's not a Republican because this simply goes against conservative and Republican ideals. You know, less federal spending, that's a conservative ideal. He's calling for $2,000 per person, which will only increase our debt and deficit. And he's working, and he seems to be agreeing with the Democrats, which he absolutely never does. It also shows that Trump is still obviously extremely grumpy about the election. He hates losing. He doesn't want to be branded as a loser, and he's lashing out. I got to say, I find this kind of pathetic. Say all you want about Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer not taking a deal when they had it, but McConnell and the rest of the Republicans, Trump, they, they, sat, they sat there for nine months since March, since the CARES Act, ramming through conservative judges, not stimulus checks, not the $600 a lot of Americans are supposed to get, $300 employment benefits, this, the aid to businesses and the eviction moratorium that's supposed to, that's supposed to go January 31st. It, it was a rush to the end. Congress gave itself several extensions. This country needed relief months ago. Everyone was calling for it. But honestly, Trump does not deserve credit for calling for $2,000. He should have done that months ago. He's still angry about Section 230 from the defense bill. He's angry. You're right. He's angry about the election. He's, he just wants the grift to keep going. That's why he's doing all this with the pardons and the election fraud and entertaining martial law with Michael Flynn. And it, it, he doesn't really care. He just wants the money. So screw McConnell. Screw the Republicans' chances of winning in Georgia. Screw fiscal conservatism, by the way, which only now Republicans are going back to after years of spending and spending on defense and driving up the deficits with the tax bill because it doesn't, it doesn't matter to Trump. That's the bottom line. And by the way, for everyone tweeting how, oh, Congress put foreign aid to Israel and other countries above the COVID spending, this stimulus bill was a part of a larger government funding bill. The point is that everything, everything the government's going to be spending money on was in that bill, which COVID bill was a part of for it to be for political expediency. So no, foreign aid to Israel was not passed to have the stimulus our second story are uh, Trump pardons. Um, no surprises whatsoever. Pardons include those of Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, and Charles Kushner, Jared Kushner's father. And essentially, as long as you didn't tattletale on the president, you get a pardon. 
that's the way it is. And truth be told, everyone should have seen this coming from the day these people got in trouble. As we're speaking, it's just a rush for pardons. The Trump administration has been so involved in all this nefarious activity that he's using his executive power to avoid justice. I mean, these people have some serious accusations levied against them, and now Trump is just letting them off the hook. Uh, Jacob, what are your thoughts? I mean, some of these people were also convicted or put guilty, so yeah. And and we now know why Bill Barr wanted to leave uh, as Attorney General before Christmas, because the second set of pardons that came out, like 25 or something, they came out just hours after he left his post. And usually the Justice Department is supposed to consult with the president on the pardons. Trump, Trump apparently didn't do that. And while pardons are something that all presidents have used and, and someone in the gray, Trump has taken this to a whole new level. And this isn't just us. It's, it's the ethics experts, Walter Schaub and Richard Painter. Look at the people he's pardoned. He's pardoned pa- George Papadopoulos, Paul Manafort, you said Roger Stone, Alex Vander Swan. I mean, you're, yeah, these are these guys were all part of the Mueller report. They were all part of the Mueller investigation. You know, they were, and Trump said they're all they were, their lives were ruined over a hoax, which which we all know is ridiculous. And yeah, Charles Kushner, Jared Kushner's father, and um, you know the the good son-in-law uh, for fixing the Middle East and solving opioid opioid epidemic and passing criminal justice reform, and also making those good deals with UAE and uh, Saudi Arabia. He gets his father pardoned. And remember, Chris Christie, who was the first guy to head into the transition, he was the one who put Charles Kushner in jail. So Jared had a vendetta against him. It's just a bunch of mobsters. And that's not even the worst of it. I mean, Congressman Duncan Hunter and Chris Collins, they resigned after they had their uh, campaign finance and, and started trading troubles. They, I think, I think both were convicted. They were one of the first ones to endorse Trump in 2016. Oh, Yeah. There were four Blackwater contractors, uh, a private security company that has conducted operations in Iraq and Afghanistan. Those, and those, those four were convicted on killing Iraqi civilians in uh, what was described in the Associated Press as a massacre. But the Don appreciates tough. He appreciates those who worked for Eric Prince, the, the brother of Education Secretary Betsy DeVos. So he gives them clemency. They show the Iraqis who's bossed, apparently, because committing war crimes is okay. Oh, come on. Well, I'm just saying, it's not good. It's not good. No, who do you think is next? I mean, he's already pardoned Flynn oh, a few weeks back. He's probably going to pardon Giuliani because he's under investigation right now. He might pardon Pecker from the National Enquirer and everyone else who covered for him with the Stormy Daniels affair. I'm just guessing here, but there's nothing Trump won't do to save himself. Because remember, follow the money. Well, not only follow the money, but follow the power. I think, you know, a lot of what goes behind Trump sitting in the Oval Office is the fact that he has unparalleled power, really, across the world. And he's obviously been using that to avoid, you know, his legal and personal troubles for a while, which is part of the reason why he's so bitter about losing because he now knows that he no longer has all the protections he had as president. But obviously, um, if you tattletale on Trump, you know, that's a bad sign. If you're Michael Cohen, who actually spoke out against Trump during his hearing, you know, you're not even remotely close to getting a pardon. From what we know right now, the entire state of New York is going to be descending on the Trump organization and Trump himself when he's out of office. So Michael Cohen alone could honestly bring down the whole empire. I mean, 
what could just happen at Deutsche Bank? The Trump's personal banker who facilitated millions of dollars in loans and stuff, she resigned. Like that, that person resigned just a few days ago because I, th- I think Deutsche knows the jig is up. Whatever Cohen or whatever um, Alan Weisselberg or, whoever, or anyone else said, Letitia James and Cy Vance, top law enforcement officers, they're going to come knocking at their door. You know, there's uh, rumors out that he's going to Trump will pardon Edward Snowden. However, I'm, I'm going to say this. It's, I find it highly unlikely at this point. What and did Snowden do for him? him? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Snowden didn't do anything for him. I mean, there's all these unbait, these baseless rumors coming out about pardoning Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden couldn't no, no, care no. less. I mean, he is safely in Russia right now and nobody can get him. I don't think he wants a pardon. I could, I could be wrong, but what I think should actually happen is that he should go to the U.S., get a fair trial. He should go to jail for what he did because what he did was illegal. Yeah. And after this is all over, we should make – we should uh, just as we did after um, Ellsberg and the Pentagon Papers and all that whistleblowers throughout American history, we should pass new laws and um, strive for greater transparency within FISA, within intelligence gathering, and try to make sure what happened with Snowden never happens again, that there are – better ways to get information that could be unconstitutional out into the public or out into at least outside entities that aren't the NSA. But that's a whole nother thing. I mean, no, Snowden is not getting a pardon. I mean, when the Snowden I thing mean, broke it, out, right, it, you know, gave unparalleled information to, you know, the spying done by the NSA, obviously that was for illegal channels. So Snowden does not deserve any praise in the slightest. But the problem with what you're suggesting, Jacob, is that Snowden has no incentive to leave Russia whatsoever. I mean, he has his own life. He has his own apartment. He lives in Moscow. There's nothing for him to go back well, I think, to. Well, I think, he said, I think he said that if he, he would only go back if there was a fair trial. And I honestly think that we need to move on. I honestly believe that what he did was, absolute, was wrong. He, he had the right message through the wrong means. It should be resolved and not held in limbo as he just hides out, hides out in Russia. Well, I mean, he would need some sort of incentive to leave Russia anyway. And so far, nobody seems to be offering him a free trial. So uh, we'll probably have... I mean, I mean, Democracy Now! and everyone, Tulsi Gabbard, they, they say they want Snowden to be pardoned. They say they want, they want Snowden to get a fair trial. Offer it. Offer, try to make a deal with uh, the U.S. government. Try to go pass a bill or something. Try to do something. Not just Don't just yell about from the sidelines. Actually, if they have power... That they say they do. Go to Capitol Hill. Go to, go somewhere where there's power, and use your power to actually negotiate something for Edward Snowden. I mean, it's far fetched. I know, it's 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 a more fringe cause, but I honestly don't see a lot of what we're seeing now with mass surveillance and cashless society. I don't I don't see this ending. There's no end in sight unless we take the first step and resolve what happened with Snowden. If you brought Snowden to Capitol Hill, I'm not even sure it'd be a partisan issue. No, no, yeah, no, no. It's not going to be a partisan issue. That's that's the problem. That is, that is the problem. I mean, provided he's still an American citizen, is he still an American citizen? I believe he is. Is he? I don't know. I, I actually don't know what happened to his passport. I think I think it, I think his passport was revoked or something. I think I think they stripped him of his citizenship. I don't know. Something happened. Well, in that I case, know. I don't believe he's subject to a fair and free trial as an American citizen is. In any case, it's a whole mess. Trump is probably not going to deal with it now, given his priorities, and we're, we're still going to be suffering the consequences of the NSA for years to come. So Biden had another selection for his administration, Michael Reagan, for the Environmental Protection Agency Administrator. 
He's a part of the uh, North Carolina Environmental Protection, and he'll be the first black man to head the EPA. From what I hear, his track record sounds good, so nothing much to complain about. And uh, Miguel Cardono has uh, been nominated for Education Secretary. Miguel Cardono is pretty qualified for the role uh, in Connecticut. He, pro- he played a key role in providing schools with computers and good internet. Not to mention that he was in the classroom for a while, teaching, I believe, fourth grade. And honestly, Biden could have nominated a mop as Secretary of Education. And that mop has still done a better job than Betsy DeVos. And yes. let me be clear, <laughs> Betsy DeVos' hearing from the very beginning we knew she was not. She, we knew she was going to be a disaster because it became imminently clear, and Bernie Sanders pointed that pointed this out during her hearing that she was being nominated for this job because the DeVos family gave like two hundred billion dollars to the Republican Party. She couldn't answer any of the education based questions that Al Franken gave her. You know, Miguel Cardona was like f- fifty leagues above Betsy DeVos, and you know, I, I actually yeah, I can... find education especially you know important because. When every single kid in America is entitled to an equal and good education, it solves economic inequality. It makes more kids ready for college and more kids ready for, you know, the real, real world and for jobs. It makes a more educated society. So we really need an education secretary who would really help us to get to that goal. And I think, you know, under Miguel Cardona, I'm up. Yeah. I mean, Cardona was a teacher and a school administrator. And compare that with DeVos. Who, who was on the board of a, a private company who does charter schools. I mean, who better, who's better to equip to help public schools? I mean, obviously Cardona. Obviously the guy who has been in public school system all his life. I mean, I mean, you're right. I just hope they do better than the last three administrations with the national standards and stuff. Well, we've definitely been lagging behind our public education system. You know, there's so many problems with our system. And I hope teacher that pay, card, yeah. Um, yeah, teacher pay, you know, teacher pay yeah. is extremely low in Nordic countries. Right. And now, I don't want to I don't want to compare to Nordic countries because people always do that. But in Nordic countries, teachers are highly valued members of society and they're paid especially well. American teachers deserve more respect for what they do. And, you know, I'm hoping that Caradona will be more active in making sure that teachers are better recognized. Also, I think he's going to be I think he might be the first Latino education secretary, I think. I'm not sure. But in any case, good representation for the cabinet. He, he, come, he comes from an inspiring story. And, and that, that, that's useful for having a figurehead as a, the figurehead of a department. Yeah, nothing much to complain about. Well, folks, in the closing days of the Trump administration, we're seeing a new wave of pardons. But there is some uh, good news, of course. Uh, new stimulus is on the way. Although... Uh, the outcome of that is yet to be seen, as well as, you know, a fresh new administration with qualified members who really aren't controversial. So, you know, we may be in a tough spot right now, but America look up because there's a better future ahead. And that concludes this episode of Gen Zero Sock Politics. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And send us any and all questions regarding the news or politics, because your questions make the show. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time. Mm-hmm.